If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. There's many wonderful qualities of Almighty God, and one of them is Redeemer. In today's program, we're going to see that the very ones who have been scattered and lost can be gathered and found. Our series is entitled The Coming King, Understanding the Book of Zechariah, a verse-by-verse commentary. When we talk about the coming king, we're talking about King Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the book of Zechariah is remarkable in giving prophecies involving the first and second coming of Jesus, in addition to, of course, some description of the kingdom he will lead here on earth when he comes again. So we are having a great adventure, and here in Zechariah, we're going to see that the God that scatters is the God that gathers again. What may be lost, destitute, destroyed, can be found and restored and made operative again. In the book of Zechariah, we're going to look at what is called the great ingathering, where the people of Israel, because of their sins spoken of by the prophets, they were dispersed and scattered But God, because he's also not just just, he's also merciful and compassionate, and he remembers his unconditional covenants that he makes, will bring the people back again. Of course, they're not going to come back the same as they left. They will come back, shall we say, renewed, restored, converted. And this, of course, is preceded by repentance. Just as God does in the Bible, so he also is faithful to do today. Because, you know, all of us have been like sheep who have gone astray, and God knows how to gather us back to himself. He does, though, through the gospel of Jesus and the fact that Jesus Christ reconciles us to God. We have peace with God through him because we have been justified, declared not guilty, not uh, unrighteous anymore, but in fact we're declared righteous because of Jesus, not because of any works we've done ourselves. God is the Redeemer, and when he gathers people, that's part of his redemptive process. So if you know people, or perhaps you yourself are in that situation where you've wandered away 
from the shepherd, or you know others who have done the same. Take heart, there is hope. God is able to gather them back again. Now, our passage is from Zechariah 10, 7 to 12. And I'd like to just read to you from verse 9 to give you a heads up of what we're going to have in our extended program. Verse 9 of Zechariah 10 says, And I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. I will bring them again also out of the land of Egypt, and so on. I've just read on to verse 10. When God says he's going to sow them among the people, what he's saying is he's going to take his people who have been disobedient, and he's going to sow them or disperse them among the nations. And they will be in far countries, but in those faraway countries, far from the land of promise, they're going to remember God. And as they remember God, they shall live with their children. Their children will also remember God. And it says, and they will turn again. Turning again is another word for repentance. If you want to be forgiven, set free, have the new birth, the gift of eternal life, if you want to turn your cold, hard heart or even your lukewarm heart and make it fiery hot, alive and vibrant, then all of this is preceded by repentance. Repentance means to turn away from the world and sin and self and turn fully facing God. God will move heaven and earth to bless and redeem those who repent, who turn to him. That's why we're told that repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that's Acts 20, verse 21. And when that happens, God will gather us back to him as he will gather back his people to the land of promise. Let's read the entire passage here of the great ingathering in Zechariah chapter 10, verses 7 to 12. Again, that's Zechariah 10, verse 7 to 12. And they of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man, and their heart shall rejoice as through wine. Yea, their children shall see it and be glad. Their heart shall rejoice in the Lord. I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. And I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. I will bring them again also out of the land of Egypt and gather them out of Assyria. And I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon, and place shall not be found for them. And he shall pass through the sea with affliction, and shall smite the waves in the sea. And all the deep of the river shall dry up, and the pride of Assyria shall be brought down, and the scepter of Egypt shall depart away, and I will strengthen them in the Lord." And they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. This is Zechariah chapter 10, verses 7 to 12. This lesson is called the great ingathering. That which is scattered is brought back to the fold. First of all, remember that everything we read here can have application to us today in Australia, in America, in Europe, all over the world. So Zechariah 10, verse 7 speaks of the mighty men of Ephraim. Their hearts shall rejoice as through wine, yea, their children shall see it and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. Now, when you talk about Ephraim, it's also like talking about the Joseph tribes or the ten tribes that broke away from the house of David under Rehoboam. These ten tribes 
that broke away were referred to as the Northern Kingdom of Israel, starting with Jeroboam and also through such monarchs like Ahab and Hoshea and, and some of the others, many others, Jeroboam II, Jehu, who drove furiously for the Lord, all these were the kings of the northern kingdom. It had a pretty bad reputation, and not one of the 19 kings of the northern kingdom was declared to have done right in the sight of the Lord their God, because they would not depart from the sin of the very first king of the northern kingdom, Jeroboam I, who built sanctuaries in Bethel in the south, and Dan in the north, and put golden calves to be worshipped there. You would think they would have known better just from the second commandment, not to worship idols, but again, they totally ignored the word of the Lord. So not only were their kings declared evil, but their kingdom was eventually destroyed. However, God's going to raise up mighty men. This is, of course, said after the deportation of the ten tribes, or at least the elite of the ten tribes, to Assyria in 722 BC. This deportation happened in the 8th century. The words of Zechariah occurred around the 5th century. So we are now looking at restoration, where there was dispersion. The strengthening of Joseph will make Ephraim as mighty men. Their hearts shall rejoice as wine, and their children will see this be glad, and they shall rejoice in the Lord. God knows how to gather that which was scattered. In verse 8 of Zechariah 10, they shall increase. It tells us, I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. So God shall whistle, hiss, or signal to them so they can be gathered and they can be redeemed. Because of God's grace and mercy, the same ones who were scattered and diminished will be regathered and increased. And frankly, this is nothing less than national regeneration, as per the terms of the new covenant described in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 to 34. In other words, God is in the business of redeeming. He does need our cooperation. If we don't repent and believe and receive, then that redemption passes us by. But if we do repent, believe, and receive, then we are a new creation. The old pass away and the new shall come. So now we're in verse 9 of Zechariah 10. It talks about the distant lands. I referred to this before, how he will sow the people among the lands, and they shall remember God in the far country. They shall live with their children and turn again. So let's highlight this once more. This is what I call an astonishing prophecy, because though Israel was scattered among the peoples or the nation, they will remember God in these faraway countries. And think about it. Descendants of the children of Israel are found all over the world in South America, in Australasia, even in Africa, not just in Ethiopia, but also in southern or South Africa, too. Of course, all across Europe, all across the former Soviet Union. These are the places they were scattered. And of course, North America, which has been like a refuge for many Jewish people. They shall remember the Lord their God, and they shall return. When this repentance believing, receiving, renewal, revival happens. What will be the results? Zechariah 10, verse 10. I will bring them again 
meaning, of course, that God brought them once before, also out of the land of Egypt and gather them out of Assyria, and I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon, and place shall not be found for them. So God will bring his people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt and Assyria. Remember, this is said long time after they were delivered from Egypt the first time under Moses, so probably anywhere from 800 to 1,000 years after the time of Moses was this prophecy given. So there is this second ingathering. Now, there's another way to view this. Egypt in Scripture constantly represents, quote-unquote, the south, because Egypt is southwest of Israel, and the king of Egypt is referred to, particularly in Daniel, as the king of the south. Assyria represents the north. It's not only north of Israel, but it represents, in that sense, the kingdoms north of the Holy Land. Not just Assyria, Babylon too, for that matter, of course, Rome, and and also Gog and Magog. So Assyria represents the north, Egypt represents the south. God will gather his people from the north and from the south and bring them into Gilead. Gilead is the high country east of the Jordan River, and to Lebanon. Now, when we talk about Lebanon, Lebanon here usually refers more to a geographic phenomena than to a political entity. It's usually referring to the mountains. The mountains of Lebanon are not just the anti-Lebanon mountains and the Lebanon mountains where the cedars are, but can also represent what we now know as Northern Galilee or Upper Galilee, and perhaps even Lower Galilee. Nazareth, where Jesus was raised, is Lower Galilee. In fact, it's the southern part of the Galilean region. And Upper Galilee, which is barely mentioned in Scripture, is the northern part of Galilee, even into southern Lebanon. I can't exactly say what is being referred to here. I have a general idea, but all we know is both in Gilead and Lebanon, let's just use the phrase in scripture, there'll be so many regathered, there will be no room for them. One wonders, this probably is a future fulfillment, because at the moment there's still plenty of room, but that could change with a wave of immigration in the days ahead. We'll see. It talks about smiting the waves in Zechariah 10, verse 11. And he, I believe it's referring to God, shall pass through the sea with affliction and shall smite the waves in the sea and all the deeps of the river shall dry up and the pride of Assyria shall be brought down and the scepter of Egypt shall depart away. So if this is referring to God, and I believe it is, he shall pass through the sea of affliction. After all, he can handle that. Many people cannot. He will smite the waves in the sea and dry up the deeps of the river. We believe he's referring to the Nile here. Until the scepter or rule of Egypt depart, the pride of Assyria will be brought down as well. As I said earlier, Egypt represents the power of the south, Assyria represents the power of the north, and both of them, Egypt and Assyria, will be humbled by the Lord. Our final verse here for this lesson is Zechariah 10, verse 12. And God makes an astounding promise, and I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. Now, what is God talking about? We believe he's talking about strengthening his people, and they shall walk everywhere in his name. But you know, there's also the possibility he could be talking about the entities 
that were mentioned in the previous verse. That's Egypt and Assyria. That could God be strengthening them too, as well as his people? I believe that is a possibility. After all, in the time of church history, we know that Egypt was a Christian country, even a Christian majority country, apparently all the way up to the 18th century AD. That's when the Muslims began to outnumber the Christians. I got this from a very renowned Middle Eastern scholar, that Egypt predominantly was Christian until the 18th century. In other words, a little over 200 years ago. At the same time, Assyria had a very strong contingent of believers. For years and years and years, they have, of course, faced horrific affliction in recent times, but they have held on to the testimony of Christ and being Christian for centuries upon centuries. Could they also be recipients of the strengthening power of God? Well, let me put it to you this way. Jesus Christ is our hope, our future. He is our strength. He is our song. When we are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to be dynamic, fruit-bearing, bold witnesses for Christ. Yes, God is in the strengthening business for his people. And it tells us in Isaiah 26, verse 4, Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Praise God for that. So we see that God is in the gathering business. God is in the strengthening business. God is in the blessing and renewal business, provided we keep the terms. And the terms are repent believe, and receive. Now, our lesson has been entitled The Great in Gathering, and our lesson for life is this. God the Redeemer knows how to gather what is scattered, just as he can cause to live again that which was dead. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar teaching e-letter. The purpose of Issachar is to help you to become future ready through articles on the Bible, victorious living, and current events in the light of God's word. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus, that we are more than conquerors through him. And I ask you right now, in his glorious name, that you will help us to hold on to your word, And to remember that you who scatter can gather. Help us to be in a position to receive your blessing, be brought back in, and to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.